Hi, this is Nathan. I'm glad you could join us for the WADFAM Chalkpod, a place of humor, analysis, and excitement. But don't take my word for it. Find out for yourself on today's episode of the WADFAM Chalkpod. Welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we're here this week to talk about episode 327, Moving Targets. Affirmative. It's an episode uh, written and directed by Mr. Paul McCusker. Um, and also uh, starring Mr. Paul McCusker. Yes, sir. We can give him the, him the, him the acting credit as well off the top. Um, yeah. And it, uh, it first aired... August 12th of 1995. Um, and, uh, what? It's on, oh, it's on the Darkness Before Dawn album. Yeah, it's like, like, was it track like, eight or something? Like uh, seven? Seven? Six. 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 Very nice. Track six. You don't have to tweet us at us now. It's fine. Um, tweet at us. Don't tweet at us. We're okay right now. Yep. Um... <laughs> so uh yeah uh what else do i do off the top oh uh the the cast yes cast for the episode um is all people we know uh mr hansen the first inspector is played by bob luttrell like we said paul mccuster is back doing glossman Mm -hmm. um we've got our standard people and then we have uh james green as professor bovril Mm. Any James, interesting acting credits for James Green? So James Green is a like old school British character actor. Um, so if there is a, a British show that you like, uh, he has definitely appeared in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who. Yep. Whoa, he's in What a Girl Wants. He is. And a Johnny English. Uh huh. Hot diggity dang. And Sherlock Holmes, which we do not speak of. It's bad. Or the sequel that is worse. A Game of Shadows. He played the Abbot in the Doctor Who episode, The Bells of St. John, from 2013. Wonderful. Yep. Ah, he was in Le Miserable. In the ensemble. Yes. He was in Dark Souls? What? What? He was in two episodes of Merlin, playing the ferryman. Ah, as opposed to the ferryman. But but yes, uh, we we can keep going essentially forever. The man has like over a hundred and fifty credits. That is um, nutty. And is still like is still working. I I love that that is a part of like the film community are just like the people that are extras and like walk-ons and small bit parts and they just do yeah. everything yeah he was in he was in an episode of the crown like he's, he's just he's just in it all it's yeah. great we we we, we, we need love... an englishman yeah it's it's great and i have to imagine that he's a connection that mccusker made when mccusker was living in in england i don't know if that's currently at this point 
or if that has has passed by now but um, i didn't know mccusker lived in england yeah for for a good period i believe his wife is english don't tweet at me about that um anything we you say, can tweet at just, me though like personally i i am intrigued anything we say can be taken with a grain of salt yep or if you're me lots of salt ah because uh pots yep I, I i got the joke Thank you. um all right uh can i roll the promo then we good with that <laughs> i would like nothing more dylan wow nothing more nothing more you might be surprised what you dig up under the next adventure in odyssey jason whittaker invites more trouble than he can imagine when he opens up a new exhibit at wit's end things go from bad to worse when philip glossman starts snooping around is this the end of wit's end find out next time on adventures in odyssey That's a good promo. Yeah. Also, I feel like the end of Wit's End is uh, is jumping to a bit of conclusions there. It's it like, is, and I somebody's also there. Like... Wit's End is over. The show, also over. And it, it also, it feels like, it feels like that's a line that they use a lot in these things. And I don't know if that's true. Just fabricate <laughs> conflict. But I, I feel like you that, can make it, also, you it can make starts with a pun. Oh, I missed that. Because it says something about digging. Oh. You know, Dylan, I, I didn't get to ask you, how are you doing? How, how are you holding up this, this fine Saturday morning? You know, I'm doing well. Thanks Good. for naming the time and place. That, that, uh, or I guess just the time. But Well, whatever. places individually in our own homes. Yes. Because it is still virus time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm holding up well enough. I had a fairly relaxed week, long weekend here. Yeah, it's, Memorial uh, Day. Happy Memorial Day, Chalk Squad. Drink yeah. responsibly. This this will be coming out the day after Memorial Day. Yeah. So, past tense, but okay. Hey, you know, uh, rich, uh, yeah. hindsight, retrospect. Ha- happied Memorial ha- Day. Happied. Whoa. Is that, is that the past tense of... To... It's not a thing, Andrew. You you convinced me. You you said it with enough confidence <laughs> that I was like, "Yep, that's right." <laughs> happied is the past tense of happy. Yeah. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Christmas. I... Yeah, that would be married Christmas. Oh, married or married Christmas. <laughs> this is a dumb bit. Um, yes. So, uh, so we start off the episode with a Chris intro and a classic Odyssey teaser, yeah. um, which got me so excited for the episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was listening yeah. through that teaser, and I was like, it has begun. Yep, it's, uh, it's time. Like, we finally crossed the bridge into, like, the... Like, it feels like the back half of this album is what Battle Lines was. Yeah. Whereas, like, the front half was still kind of setting setting the scene. Yeah, kind of your danger signals era. Um, but now it's like, we have begun. It is It is hyped. a war. Jason is back. Jason's back. Jason's back. <laughs> oh, man. Missed opportunity to not start this episode with a recounting of our Mitch's dead bit, but with Jason is back. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, hindsight, 2020. Uh, yeah, so so that's how the episode then begins, uh, with Jason back and talking with Eugene, and yep. he's kind of asking Eugene to catch him up, and Eugene's like, 
oh yeah, uh, I can't catch you up because I wasn't around either. At which point I realized, oh yeah, Eugene wasn't he around. Hasn't been around. <laughs> I think I it's because that. I think it's because he hasn't been around for like he wasn't around for all of Novacom, and that's what we started by covering. Yeah. So but we're just used to not having him there. For the last like. Eugene is the distant father in this show. It's been like five episodes since we've seen Eugene. Yeah. He's like your your absentee uncle or something like that. Yeah. It's like, ah, I kind of forgot that he was kind of supposed to to be here. Huh. But yeah, he has has thrown himself into his studies uh, Mm -hmm. following um, Katrina's leaving Odyssey. Um, Yep. So this is obviously because we cover their wedding in Novacom them getting married um, yeah when they are like dating well now they're kind of sort of on a break um but yeah it's this, a weird their this... their relationship in retrospect is very strange in the sense that like they really don't do the label thing for a while right like they really don't bite the bullet and say that they're an item really at any point yeah for uh, a hot moment. that's kind of fair until they like run away together and get married. Yeah. Like <laughs> And you I mean, know, Chalk Squad listening at home, that's how relationships should be. You know? Just just get married. Right? Right, right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't tell anyone you're dating and then yep. run away and get married. Yeah. So yeah, uh this is I, I love this whole exchange between Jason and Eugene to begin because they haven't had a ton of interaction and yeah. they're both at like really interesting places in their story arcs. Mm-hmm. Um and just the kind of getting up to speed. And so Eugene's uh trying to grow out his mustache. Um if you can call like, it that. Right. In the broadest sense of the word. Yes. I, I love that Eugene is also like Eugene's self deprecating about the mustache yeah that 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 struck true to me like he doesn't he knows that this isn't a good look yeah like he's self-aware and i really appreciate that i mean as Um, somebody who's tried to grow a mustache several times it it just yeah you know when you don't quarantine is the time yeah yeah okay that's (laughs) enough for me to try again (laughs) (laughs) it's quarantine to grow a mustache exactly Um, and so yeah, they have this good back and forth where Jason's also recounting past relationships and mm-hmm. mentions a time where he wore cardigans for an entire year yeah. after a breakup. I have some logistical questions. Because <laughs> if this is an entire year, like, is he wearing cardigans in the summer? Is he wearing, like, shawls when he's at the <laughs> beach? Does he have his, like, own cover-up for his tanned, well, jacked, special agent body? I mean, maybe, maybe he's just in Alaska during this period. There's precedent for that. That that is fair. Or, I like honestly, the idea of him like, walking on like the if, beach in like a Mister Rogers cardigan, though, and just yeah. shredded to, to heavens. He spent a decent amount of time in Europe. I feel like you could get away with wearing a cardigan in England year round. Like, yeah, he's a traveled man. Um, he is. But the cardigan thing is really funny. Um, and then it's at that point that Eugene's like, "Look, we haven't broken up. We're just mm-hmm. like." taking some time emotional <laughs> and, and physical space or whatever. and then jason's like that's exactly what gloria said to me six months before she married some other guy that one hit home <laughs> and you she's like are you trying to like are you trying to wreck me emotionally yeah one of my notes is uh jason gives advice like andrew does 
It's so good. I love. And Jason's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Eugene. Like, this is all going to work out. And just kind of walks away. I thought that that meant that Eugene or that Katrina was going to walk in. I thought that he was trying to patch something so that Katrina and because Katrina was there. And I was like, (gasps) but then nothing happened because you can hear the door open. Yeah, but she she's not an Odyssey. I know, but I was wondering. I, I, yeah. Like I said, I, mean, I don't that, remember this. I was hoping that, she was going to show up. That that's fair. But I just yeah, I loved this whole bit. I like the yeah, kind of the similarities between Jason and um and Eugene. I like all the Eugene and Katrina stuff is really good. Mm-hmm. It's the one Adventures in Odyssey long term relationship that we basically see from beginning to end yeah i mean we see connie and mitch from beginning to end but their end is them breaking up at their wedding yep well and that's the thing it's just that like i think that odyssey does this like i love it when odyssey does this and they do it so infrequently you know like i love the whole like oh let's just talk about our you know jilted love lives and stuff like that yes that's what I well, like yeah, to do. And, um. <laughs> and Jason's Jason's got a good track record for that that sort of stuff. Like he gets a lot of kind of romantic subplots and whatnot. Yeah. Um. And then later we get yeah we get this one and we get Wooten and Penny at a later point, which I only saw the very beginning of, but apparently is still going strong. Oh yeah, they're um, married now. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Um, who knows? Someday I'm sure we'll touch on that. Someday. Um, there's 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 so much so much odyssey in many ways we'll miss the wooten days always always well there is that folks <laughs> tweeted andrew if you got that reference <laughs> if you got that strokes joke <laughs> andrew you just okay i mean i guess that works too well but... they're, they're they're obscure enough no, 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 I know, but after you, like, tweet at you if you get the joke, and then you explain it, doesn't work. Mm. You're supposed to tweet at Andrew with what that was a reference to. Ah. Um, but, but you can also just tweet at him and say, I got the strokes joke, Andrew. <laughs> Please blow up my Twitter timeline with that. Please. <laughs> at Andrew Sabo. Maybe with an underscore. No underscore. Maybe backwards? Uh, nope. Nope. That's Snapchat. So many options. Now you know how to find them on Snapchat. Um, Sabo Andrew 10. Oof. Um, so. <laughs> Please don't steal my identity. Actually, you can have it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I've been then... meaning to rebrand. What's your new name going to be, Andrew? Auntie Clementine, of course. Ah. Tweet at Andrew if you get that joke. Um, <laughs> and so... And so... Jason then moves on to talk about... Um, talk about opening up the tunnel um, for tours. The uh, This is the infamous tunnel that will later be a big... Uh, be a big part of novacom mm-hmm. um but at this point in odyssey's history it's just the underground railroad episodes i think that it's really been a key factor in yeah um, yep 
Yeah, and it's. So, I mean, it's a it's a big thing. It was used for slaves. There was like a what was it like a three part episode kind of explaining yep, this tunnel three, and three part underground railroad episode in which I think they discover the tunnel in those episodes. Yeah, it's it's interesting what Jason does and does not know about. Mm-hmm. Because like he knows about the tunnel, he knows about Glossman. He did not know about Blackard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, don't we think that Blackard's dead at this point? Yeah, I'm saying, but like when he met Blackard with Tasha, Blackard explained his history with Wit, and Jason had never heard of the man. Mm -hmm. But in this episode... We know that he knows about the tunnel and Glossman. Right. Mm. Glossman shows up and he's like, oh, you're that guy who now I recap what you've done. Yep. Um, Yeah, no. We'll we'll get to it. Um, We'll get to it. Expositional dialogue is exposition. Jason, Jason does also have an unfortunately flippant line talking about the about the tunnel. He's talking about the historical significant and whatnot. He was like, "Yeah, it was it was used uh, as the with the underground railroad to free the slaves and all that." Yep, and all that, and all that. You know, all just that. slavery, <laughs> free the slaves and all that. I was like, Jason. Jason, choose your words more carefully, sir. You are being recorded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it. Don't be racist, please, please, Jason. Don't be uh, racist. And then, uh, and then, bad Jason. I told you not to be racist. Yeah. Jack brings up that he uh, he's got an inspector coming in to take yep. a look at it, um, and he uh, he Eugene asks him if. Uh, what Jack thinks about all this, and Jason's like, "Oh, I haven't told him." And I was like, wrote in my notes, "Yeah, that's not gonna backfire." Yeah. <laughs> to the next scene in which Jack walks down to the basement, and Jason and Eugene are there, and it backfires. Um. So basically, they're talking about the tunnel, and then Jack goes, "That's nice." Like, <laughs> Jack just like, okay, one. I'm going to get this joke out of the way in the beginning. This episode is just Captain America Civil War, and I am totally Team Jack. Just so yep. you know. Nope, I'm I'm there with you. Um, yeah, the... I don't know. So Jack's obsessed about the timing of all this. Um, and, and, and Jack does give, like, a decently, like, reasonable response, even though it's portrayed as him, like, kind of, like, beating around the bush to what, what he's really worried about. But, like, the truth of the matter is... There is a ton of gang violence in Odyssey, and uh, we are existing in unprecedented times. And, you know, uh, undergoing major construction without the owner of the building being there is a bit, um, bit dicey. Yeah, no, that's fair. However, Jack is being cagey enough that mm-hmm. I once again was like, oh, he had a dream about the tunnel. Yeah. And then Eugene finally leaves, which I really like. Oh, no, he's so, like, so I he, need to get out of here. Yeah, he's like, I need to get out of here. But what he's doing is he's taking rock samples back to the, the college or whatever to study them. True. And so which I was like, why the heck would they need to do that? But uh, my, my theory is he's checking for limestone to prevent potential cavids. Okay. That's, that's, my, that's my theory. That's an option. Also, uh... He is a bored man who is trying everything he can do to fill his time so he does not think about the fact that his girlfriend has left. 
If you're interested in the topic of denial, I suggest you check out the most recent episode of My Scrub Soundtrack, where I ramble about it for about 15 minutes. I got my plug out of the way before the end. So proud of you. Thank you. And so, yeah, he is, like, he brings up earlier that he has, like, replaced, like, the, you know, we're just gonna, I'm just doing a lot of, uh, a lot of work at the college, and... And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, throwing myself into the studies so that I don't have to think about her. Yep. Um, and it's, like, once again, really great how aware of everything Eugene was. Like, oh, I yeah. like that he knows what he's doing. Well, it you gotta think really he's read happy. a couple self-help books and some psychology textbooks in his day. Um, uh, well, yes, but only because he's a heathen. If he was a Christian, he wouldn't have read either of those things. Exactly. Oh, gosh. You know that that's an entire system of counseling, right? Uh-huh. Um, Christian psychology or whatever? No, Are I you... believe it is specifically Christian counseling because there is not psychology involved. Um, or is there? Is there no, there is. It's a, it? So okay. it's a view of it's a so there's biblical counseling, which is uh, like, I mean, it's just a Bible based counseling model, which I think is actually fairly decent. But no, Christian psychology says that basically all of the knowledge of the human body and uh, the function of the brain in terms of counseling can be determined from the Bible, Um, which, you know, there's good stuff in the Bible, but personally I find it relatively ludicrous to negate, like, you know, hundreds of years of science for that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So... (laughs) Uh, anyways. Coming back from that rabbit trail. Yeah. Coming uh, back from mine. He sounds joke. like his, uh, Jack sounds like the, well, what, what was the name of the guy he played? The Irishman or the Scotsman in the, in the. Oh, uh, Donovan? Yeah. He goes, cryptic. <laughs> I did, I'm not meaning to be cryptic. Cryptic. Look, yeah. Just the way he says it. I mean, I haven't written it all caps in my notes. Um, and so basically he, he had a dream about the tunnel and evil and like the tunnel was a means for, uh, evil things to get into wit's end. And so that's his argument. Right. And then Jason's argument is like, well, like, you know, are you sure that you're not mm, confusing the future with the past? Like this was part of the underground railroad. Like it, it could be tied to something that's already happened. Like, right. Which is actually a fairly reasonable argument. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, you know, the vagueness of spiritual warfare, which I'm not a huge fan of the light that this paints this, uh, like, dreams and stuff like that. But also, I definitely understand Jason's response because that sort of interaction and conviction is very subjective to those who experience it. Yeah. Um... And then, and then, so they're kind of going back and forth. And then Jason's like, I don't want to be defensive. And then he just proceeds to be completely defensive. Yeah. And like body Jack. I love the, I, the, the work that they're doing in this episode to kind of put Jack and Jason on opposite sides is genuinely amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is really really well constructed and it's perfectly in line with both of their characters correct and it's building off of stuff established before that we haven't covered but like there is the episode where and they kind of 
mention it later on, but the episode where Jason um, puts video games in at wit's end. Yep. Um, and then later has to take him out. And the episode of which he uses the imagination station to temporarily heal people's disabilities. Like, yeah, those are both things. And, and honestly, the mortal coil stuff shows that wit, like the kind of gives wit a precedent for that as well. Um, and, and goes to show like, yeah, Jason, you know, also like plays around. These aren't entirely unfounded desires. Right. Like, they, they've not... been established within the show as, like, oh, yeah, like, that makes sense for Jason's character to do right. that. Well, and also, like, we'll get to it later on, but, like, all of the spy stuff clearly builds his character to this point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just the the tension there is is so good. Yeah. Um, this episode and... consists of a couple really long scenes. Yeah. Well, it, it's a couple long scenes. It all takes place within Odyssey. Or, or within Wit's I'm End. I'm an idiot. It all takes place within Wit's End, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it just, it's a it's a really good episode. There's a yeah. reason it's a 95% on the wiki. Like, yeah. We can bump that up. <laughs> I, I, I go with the gentleman's 98 for this one. There you go. Um, the only perfect and... episode is Snow Day. That's a that's a take that I will stand behind. Yeah, that that might be an okay take. Um, and so yeah, Jason kind of says to Jack like, you know, you seem really tired. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you you kind of seem out of it. You want to? Can you take? You want to just take the day off? And Jack yeah. seems kind of like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I think I'll do that. Um, well, because he seems very out of it. Yes, he does. Like, and kudos to the voice actor for being able to convey yep. that. Alan Young, we love him. An absolute hero. Um, and so, basically, then the next scene is uh, Connie and Jason and the inspector, um, the city inspector. Right. Who, when they said the inspector, I was like, oh, Glossman. But Glossman doesn't show up until later. <laughs> yep. Um, this is this is Mr. Hansen, the yeah. city inspector. Um, Which, who... he's a delightful, he's a delightful character. Yeah, um, he is. He says, you know, oh, it's safe, and, you know, I don't see that there should be any problem, but, you know... We have to get state legislation involved because it's a historical landmark and they won't want to yep. do anything with it. They don't want to mess it up. And, right. um, and like, city, he talk, starts talking about, like, the mining boom and, like, they, they do a good job of establishing as to, like, legally why the government needs to be involved in this, um, which I, I definitely do appreciate. <laughs> and then they're, like, talking about, like, uh, the tunnel <laughs> or something like that. And uh, and the inspector goes, yep, got to call the state. Yep. And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then, what is it? It's Connie and Jack after that, right? They're talking yeah, about the Israelites yep. and... Right. And Jack is, yeah, talking about the... He's just nervous about all the stuff with the state inspector. And Connie's like, look, can we... Oh, so, like, if they do something with a tunnel, like, we were talking about using that with the Israelites, and he's like, the Israelites are on hold, we are not, like, shut up about the the disbanded. He used, he says on hold at first, and then Mm -hmm. he says disbanded. Yeah. Um, But he also um, says to, like, have Billy drop by so that he can talk to 
so that he can talk to him because mm-hmm. um, he feels bad about not actually yeah. making any calls in person. Yeah, um, yeah, he kind of goes through it, and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I feel really bad about it, but there, there are kids getting hurt, and it's it's going to get to a point where, like, we just can't, I can't endorse this anymore. Um, yeah, and so, he's right. And that that is the correct call. That is the thing that, about this episode that I, I really don't think that they paint Jack in the best light. They... He's it's not a pretty even handed, I think. It's it's pretty yeah, it's pretty even handed. Jack's got his own problems. Yeah. Um the fact that he is not communicating great, the fact that he doesn't really stick up and put put up against Jason that he just kind of like it by the end of the episode just kind of like calls it and is like, "Okay, well, nothing more I can do here." Mhm. I'm just going to have to let the man, like, make his own decisions and fail, but... Which is some great wisdom, but I just don't... I just don't think that this episode gives that kind of decision-making enough credit. Because, I mean, yeah, it's a lot harder to walk away than to do something dumb. Right, well, and Jason's very much our audience surrogate for this episode. Yeah. He's the uh... character that we're following and we're invested in. Um, Yeah. And so we then get... Oh, Jack isn't going home. That's important to note. Oh, yes, yes. Jack isn't doing self-care. Bad Jack. Um, So, uh, yeah. So then at at this point, um, Eugene comes back um, and brings up that the walls are, you know, lined with a very interesting mineral. um, Yeah. But that they're still doing tests. Um, And then... One of my favorite interactions between two characters in Odyssey. Probably, like, right up there with um, Wooten and Connie go to the carnival. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. e- even though every time like... I w- Every time I look at your mustache, I want to ask you how you're doing. Yeah, but you, you're saying it was such a laugh. She says it so sweetly. Oh, no, it's very sincere. I just think it's a funny... It's, I, it is. It's a funny way of being like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just her kind of talking to eugene about like hey like how are you holding up i know things mm-hmm. have been a little bit rough and um and he's yeah talking about about the mustache he talks mm-hmm. about how he's kind of you know filled up all that time in his life where he would have that like katrina had been taking up by just throwing himself into his work and studies which is not at all a relatable thing uh by oh, yeah, any no, means. I've never that's that that's exclusive life. to eugene yep um no one else has ever has ever done that certainly um, not me it's very much a construct of the show yeah um yeah. and this is, so this is when our odyssey is departing from reality right 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 <laughs> this, this is this is the departure um <laughs> Uh, and, uh, uh, too much haha. pretty soon boohoo. Yeah. And he's, and he's talking about like the, the mustache, like every time he sees the mustache, he's, he's reminded of her. Um, mm-hmm. and also, um, the Bible that she gave him at Christmas, like he mm-hmm. he's constantly reminding him of her. Um, and then he's like, ah, I should probably just get rid of it. And, and Connie's like the Bible. And he's like, no, 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 the mustache. Um, yeah. And it just, the scene just kind of ends on Connie being like, so you've been reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eugene's and, like, well, yeah, of course. I told her I would. Yeah. And it's so... Uh, Ugh. 
It's such a good scene, guys. Oh, I love the Eugene and Katrina arc. I think it's so good. Yeah. It makes yeah. me so happy. If God, you, I if... miss being in love. Anyway. Ooh, that got dark. Um, <laughs> if you... If, if if listeners want to go back and hear um, Eugene give or Katrina give Eugene the Bible, that happens in uh, 294. Unto us a child is born. There you go. Thank so. you for that. Absolutely. Is that is that an AIO wiki special? That is an AIO wiki special. I can't take credit for that. Okay, um, just checking. Um, so then this is when the state inspectors come. Emphasis on yes, inspectors. Yes, sir. So Professor Bovril mm-hmm. shows up. Um, and, and he's... Glossman? Uh, yeah. He's back. I love it. It's sleazier so, than ever. He's so good. Yeah. No, he's such a good bad guy. My word. He's he a is, real good bad guy. He just shows up and is like, hi, guys. What up? It's incredible. Shady's back. I just back I, again. I yeah. It is maybe enhanced by the fact that McCusker apparently doesn't like this performance. Mm-hmm. But it's so good, guys. Oh no, it's really good. I mean, the the character of Glossman is so well done, and like, ugh. I mean, it's the whole it's the whole bit where it's like sleazy politician is can't be touched because he's right. he's so slippery and he knows how to game the system so he can do whatever he wants and even if he gets caught it doesn't matter right it's, and it's, it's a, just so good he is very much the lex luther of odyssey yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i say that as somebody who barely knows the lex luther character arc but i mean yeah lex luther's whole thing is that he's above the law there it is and at one point he becomes president and at other points, he is, like, you know, head of the UN or just, like, a local, like, a more local politician. But, like, mm-hmm. his thing is that, like, yeah, he is the law and is therefore above it, which is very much Glossman's vibe. Yeah. And I'm here for it. Um, so then God. we get Jack and the inspectors, right? Uh, so they're, like, kind of like, well, what the heck are you, what are you doing here, Glossman? And, um... Oh, yeah. This is great as well. Yeah, he's referred to as the uh, the governor's overall troubleshooter. Yes. To which... All around what? troubleshooter. What? Like, what What kind of a... What? Uh, he's just the right... He his, his job description is basically, get your nose into everyone else's business. Yeah, basically. But, like, why would the governor hire that? And also, why would the governor... Be like, oh, you know what I need to know more about? That tunnel at wit's end. I I think it's truly Glossman just does what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got a Under license to kill. He's got level of... five clearance. He can just kind of do whatever he wants. Absolutely. Um and he uh what what is he what is what is his thing here? He um hmm. nope. I'm just, I, I don't remember. Oh, where there, there's a bit going. where, well, there's a bit where uh, Jack is like, you know, be nice to them. And yeah. uh, and then Eugene's like, well, I could fix something in my chemistry set for Mr. Glossman. Yeah. And, and then Jack has the best line. Yeah. Where he's just like, now children, let's be on our best behavior. Yeah. Which I'm like, <laughs> it's, oof. It's just the 
crush them under his the heel of sovereignty. Gold of Connie and Eugene because they are children. doing their classic thing of being jerks to the face of a person they dislike, and just like that's not how you interact with people. That's not how you human. I vote no. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then so basically. They go to conduct their study, but it has to be done in private. And so right. Jack's like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's down the stairways. And what is it, to the right or whatever? Yeah, whatever he says. He, uh, Bovril says, uh, let's go see this so-called tunnel of yours. Yeah. To which so-called I was like, tunnel? what? What do they think? <laughs> like, did so- did they think just somebody dug a hole? Like, what? <laughs> We want state inspectors to come by to check this little, like, you know, oversized cat grave that we dug in the basement of Wit's End. Yeah. Yeah. And so Glossman's like, yep, I'm going to go down alone. And they're like, yeah, whatever. And Connie's like, I don't, you know, he leaves and Connie's like, I don't like this at all. And Jack's Mm -hmm. like, well, look, I understand your feelings, but there is no reason to be rude. Yep. Which, you know, and good I call. really appreciate that. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, so and then, then this, this, is, this is the part that this scene is amazing. Yeah. So Jason comes in, mm-hmm. doesn't know who Glossman is. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of jog his memory and he recaps everything for the audience. Connie steps away to, to make... Oh, so it's, sorry. It's Jack, Eugene, Connie, and Jason in this scene. Yeah. Connie then steps away to answer the phone that's ringing in the background mm-hmm. while Jason and Eugene are chatting. Yes. Connie yells to Jack that Billy McPherson called. Mm-hmm. Jack says he's going to take it up in his office. Jason and Eugene t- keep talking and Eugene's like, okay, I think I'm going to go to the library and see if I can dig up some additional historical information. Yeah. Then... Then, um... Then it's revealed uh, that Jason knows Billy, right? Right, well, because we, we know that. Yeah. Because of the... Wait, no, we don't. Yeah, we do. Code of Honor. Oh, Jason and yes, Jack yes, yes, tra- yes. track down Billy. Yes. And yes. so, Jason's like, well, what what is... Like, what are you guys doing with Billy? Like, why is that a thing? And, um... And so, Jason's like... Uh, and so, Connie does, like, a really bad job at lying. And Jason's like, oh, yeah, Billy was in... The Israelites. Um, and and Connie's just, just, like, dancing. And yep. he's like, maybe I should just talk to Jack about yeah. this. And she's like, great. Yep. <laughs> and it's just, it is so well staged. Mm-hmm. These multiple conversations all overlapping and people pulling bits and pieces from each one. Yeah. And, like, the sound design's great and just the, the, the overlapping dialogue. And I am... It's one of the episodes, it's one of those scenes where, like, it's not necessarily flashy, but you can tell how much skill it takes to pull that sort of thing off. Well, yeah, because they're combining, they're, they're combining a bunch of different plot points, a bunch of different storylines, flawlessly in one central scene, in one central location, and you get that through... A phone call, you get that through, you know, Eugene leaving, you get you get all of it finally coming together, you get catching Jason up on all of it, like Yeah. It just it's, it, it's like a symphony and it just all works together and it mm-hmm. flows completely naturally. It doesn't seem forced at all. Yeah, it 
it genuinely reminds me of some of like the like some of the really good stuff that Aaron Sorkin can pull off and like yeah. writers of that class where they are yeah where they're pulling all of these different pieces and weaving them in to one conversation and also this is doing it without visuals yeah which is so impressive it's great i i love the way this scene unfolds yeah then we cut to the tunnel Mm-hmm. And a conversation between Bavril and Glossman. Yep. Bavril thinks that he found what they're looking for. Says that he will be very happy. Referencing yep. a third party. Couldn't um, be Glossman's like, No, absolutely not. That's, this isn't the Blackard saga. He is not on the cover of this album. I don't know why you keep bringing that up, Andrew. It's the chairman. He's back. Um, <laughs> Actually, well, he wouldn't have been back. This is his first introduction. No, it, it's like a it's like the Star Wars prequels where we you, this is the correct order that you're supposed to listen yes, to these things. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, understood, understood. Um, and so, and so he, um, Glossman's like, okay, we're gonna need indefinite access to this tunnel. Like, I think I can figure out how to pull that up. And also, I have an ace up my sleeve that nobody knows about. Yeah. We we get a good we get a I mean that's a killer line but we get a great line from Glossman where he's like there have been too many goof ups and I yeah. was like oh yes we can't swear <laughs> <laughs> even the bad guys say goof up yep um, and it's uh, you know we drink our lemonade in our with our absurd amounts of ice and yes yes sir the only way you can do it um and so. Yeah, it is. We then go to just uh, another incredible scene. Yeah, I mean, this is not, really the this is this really one, where we get the Adventures in Odyssey Civil War bit. Right. This one is not as technically impressive as that previous one, but it is emotionally like it wrecked me. Oh no, it's super good. It's I mean, it's dynamite. It's. They're both functioning, they're both incredibly lovable characters, and they're both functioning completely within the normal spectrum of their characters. Correct. And it it just puts them at opposite ends, and so it's like, you can't really even not like one of them from it, you know? I mean, Jason definitely comes out looking like a bit more of a jerk, but... Yeah, I would would argue that in that way, it is better than Civil War. Yeah, oh yeah. Because nobody feels like they are making a decision to advance the plot it seemed very much like no these characters are well established and this is how they are going to line up exactly um and so it starts out with jack filling in jason on all of the israelite stuff Mm -hmm. and jason's just like i cannot believe that you did something that aggressive like you actually took action you made a play that i would have made yeah who are you jack allen yeah which is a good line and you're like oh this is very friendly and then he's like well but i also you know i just can't believe that you would quit so easily and like go at the first sign of trouble to which i'm like well there are children getting beaten up so like absolutely that is a good call right Jack absolutely made the correct thing. And and Jason's like, you threw it all in because some kid got a bloody nose. And it's like, no, no. Like, it was more than that. These are mm-hmm. kids, you know. And, and Jason says, like, or Jack says, like, you know, 
how I can't ask them to do this, put themselves in harm's way. And he's like, well, if you don't ask them, who's going to? And it's like, nobody, Jason. That's the point. They're children. Like, right. <laughs> you do, you makes, don't you don't enlist children to fight your battles. This makes, is a bad idea. Yeah, it's just it makes so much sense with Jason's whole thing of like he was a secret agent. He mm-hmm. is a man of action. Mm-hmm. Jack owns an antique shop. He mm-hmm. is not. Well, I mean, not at this point, but like will. Like the, like it it's so it's so smart mm-hmm. the way they make this work. And well, and it, yeah, cuz Jason does the whole thing where he's like he's super excited to get involved and Jack's like, "No, like that's not a thing anymore. Like we had to call it." And and that's where we get this whole we get all this pushback. And then Jason's like, "Well, you know, like like, you know, let's let's go at him. Like, you know, let's fight a little fire with fire. And that's when Jack's right. like, nope. Absolutely <laughs> I'm not. out. We're not supposed to fight fire with fire. Like, yeah. That's not and what Christians are supposed to do. And then Jason's like, that's all well, I know how to do. It's the only way I know. Yeah, exactly. like, oh, Jason. Oh, I mean, yeah. I get it. But also, oh, why you got to do that? And then the their kind of argument ends with the perfect exchange which uh is here on the wiki and uh i think andrew and i will do it if if you're you're cool with that andrew i'm ready all right i think i will be jack if you're cool with that okay so you're taking over the israelites yeah well i can't stop you any more than i've been able to stop you from doing anything you've done over the past few months well, you always said I was as stubborn like Dad. Stubborn, yes, but not like your dad. Chuckles, sadly. Yeah. It is cold-blooded. It is a gut-wrenching scene because it's like, oh, oh, you just, like, we just invoked the name of Wit, and yeah. you were like, no, you're not worthy of his name. Yeah, you are not like your father. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And that's just, that's just, ugh. And that's where the, I mean, that's where the scene ends. And then we get, uh, the inspectors, they're, they're up from the tunnel and basically, uh, okay. One interesting thing. Glossman introduces himself to Jason, I think, or Eugene or somebody. And he doesn't use his first name, which I thought was interesting. He's like, I'm Glossman. I'm like what? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's when he introduces himself to Jason, because he hasn't met Jason. Yeah, Un- so there's, like, like, unusual elements in the tunnels, which... Yeah. They say plural, like, there's more than one. They also... They shouldn't say elements. Yeah. Minerals, compounds... Yep. Both Substances. Totally acceptable. Substances. Elements is too specific of Elements being, like, is very specific. No, no. We got vibranium underneath right, exactly. them. Right, <laughs> exactly. That, that was my thought as well. Yeah. Uh, but yes, and uh, and Glossman's like, all right, like we're we're closing down, we're taking over the tunnel so that we can keep doing, so we can keep doing um, testing, Test. and and then ja- they push Jason's back. Like, yeah. Well, like yeah, well, like can we 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 like I don't know that we want to do that. And he's like, oh look, you don't have an option. Wits yeah. End is owned like the land that Wits End sits on is owned by the city. Mm-hmm. So we're just gonna do this. We're gonna investigate. Yeah, and. And he's like, well, there's, you know, like, I, you know, we, we have this power by the government that we can do this. 
Jason's like, well, there's no way Tom's going to go for this. Yeah, to which I was like, wait a minute. Dom does not have, like, power to override the state government. No, but the land is owned by the city. Which is, I mean, what is the difference between city land and state land? Presumably, Tom gets jurisdiction over it as the leader of the city. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that that was what the mayor did. (laughs) I... I just, I assume he has more sway because it's not as though it's, like, state land. That Does Lititz are... have a mayor? No. Um, the, the, um, anyways, but, but then Tom has this, or not Tom, Glossman then has a very, like, ominous, like, oh, Tom Riley is going to have far bigger problems. Mm-hmm. Far bigger problems. Yeah. And you get this, uh, well, somebody asks him, like, like how he's able to do all this and how he's able to kind of just manipulate the law to serve his, his, uh, his function. And I'm just like, money. The guy's got money. That's yeah. how you do it. You pay the right people. You tell the right lies. And you're golden. Yep. And then Jason goes upstairs. Looking for Jack. Talk to Jack. Realizes Jack must have slipped out the back, and he left a note. The note is his resignation. Jack won't be working at Wit's End anymore. Yee. Yeah. And that's where the episode ends. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, this is a rough one. It's, it's so good. Oh no! It's. I, a, I mean, I feel like I feel like we kind of sped through it but it's a plot heavy episode it's just Mm -hmm. a bunch of conversation scenes and it's great if you take one thing away from us talking this week it's great yeah oh no this is a dynamite episode i mean yeah one of the best ones we've ever covered i love it all it works super well it's all mm, good good feelings i just have good feelings about this episode yeah We're both on the same page as we are absolutely Team Jack here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Jack. I mean, I, you know, as a young person, I definitely would have sided more with Jason. But now being uh, more reserved feels like the wrong word to use, but definitely being more hesitant and also not being uh, prone to violence. I, right. I think, yeah, I'm, yep. I'm definitely like Jack is definitely taking the high road here. Right. I'm and like, just we need biting the, the bullet and being like, I know I can't stop you, but I can also not endorse this by, you know, standing around and watching it happen. Right. We need safety for the children. We need like not to be. Um, we shouldn't we can't make this about us. Right. We need we need to protect the kids. We can't make this about us. We can't. Like, we can't take the law into our own hands, I think, yeah. is the other big one, which is something that Jason and Wit both mm-hmm. struggle with, uh, as we talk about a lot throughout Odyssey. But, like, I think, yeah, just as I've as I've aged and whatnot, like, violence and vigilante justice and those things don't have the same appeal that they do when you're, like, a kid listening through this, and you're like, oh, man, why is Jack being a, such a you know, a wet sandwich. You should definitely have, <laughs> have, you know, have Jason in there to like bust things up and, and yeah. take names and do his 007 thing. Like 
that's that's what it's about and i'm just like now i'm like man jack is so in the right here yeah like he needs to work on his communication skills i wish that he didn't just fold at the end of this Mm -hmm. and just be like well i can't change your mind i guess that you know you're just gonna have to ruin some kids lives Um, yeah but the the thing i will say though is that I'm glad for story reasons. I'm glad Jason wins this fight because we're setting up some good action folks. Oh yeah. No, 100%. Uh, the, the other thing that we kind of glanced over that I would like to touch on is basically, so Jason is, his whole thing is that he is excusing this because this is something that he thinks that his dad would do. And he's talking right. about the Israelites and he's like, no, like my dad started the Israelites and like, this is, yeah. you know, nope. very much within his character to, to to respond this way but the circumstances in which wit was operating and the circumstances that they're experiencing now are completely different right like wit, there was no created gang as a, warfare right they to were my created as people to do good not to like go into battle and jack says as much um and we also saw in last episode you and i talked about that about how mm-hmm. the Israelites seem to have lost sight of what their purpose is, um, because now they are like just fighting. With, yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're the, they're the not, bones. Yeah, yeah. The, it's become a rival gang. Not like there's a gang of kids, and then there's also the Israelites who just do good stuff. Right. Yeah. It is a. It's one of the best. I don't know. I was really, really thrilled with this episode. Yeah, no, it's, it's quite, quite quality. Yeah. And it's, I mean, yeah, it is setting, it is setting something up. And I think that sometimes in these episodes, there's a certain amount of quality lost because you're establishing something later. But I mean, this episode has a decent amount of action, even though it's not physical action, it's like emotional confrontation and conflict. Yep. Yeah. And, and like, also like non-conflict, like, it, I think it does such a good job of, like, we've got the kind of comedic stuff with Jason and Eugene. Yeah. We've got the heart- heartfelt stuff with Eugene and Connie. And we've Eugene got the and heartbreaking Katrina. stuff with... Um, Eugene and Katrina. With, with Jack and... and um, Eugene and Katrina. Yeah, I don't know why you keep saying that. Katrina's not even in this episode. No, but that is a plot point. Right, right, but but I hit it by saying that by bringing up both the conversation between Eugene and Jason and the one between Eugene and Connie. Yes. Both of those are about Katrina. Yes. I, I did not make that connection. We're doing great. We're doing great. Loving it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's sleep deprived here. Certainly not me. No, no. Andrew definitely had a full night's sleep last night. Oh yeah. I feel like a, like a new man. Um, uh, do we have any discussion questions? Uh, no, I mean, we, we, the discussion questions are about, are, you know, is it important to, you know, fight fire with fire? Um, why was Jack so opposed to Mm -hmm. the plans? Um, have you ever had dreams like Jack's basically all stuff we've either talked about in this episode or a previous one? Have you ever had dreams like Jack? No, we've talked about this. Oh, we have. Okay. Yeah. I said no, you said yes. Yes. That was our conversation. Understood. It was it was much better. Uh, if we go back to Small Fires Little Pools, 
for anybody who jumped on after that for some reason mm-hmm. that's the one where we talk about it and it is i think a good conversation but yeah uh, i'll respect our listeners and not rehash it here i like that do we have so, any uh any any comments from the order any reviews any emails comments of from the tweets? order no we, we have not gotten any new reviews on itunes okay um comments from the order what are you talking about well okay what my my soccer coach always used to say do you have anything for the good of the order but that doesn't quite fit so i twisted it and made it worse so yep you know classic andrew stuff you 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 twisted an idea so far that it lost sight of what it originally was who are you jason whitaker yeah uh Ah, I mean, I have worn a lot of cardigans in my life. There was a time where I wore cardigans a lot. Not quite for a year, but close. Yeah, it was like uh, like middle school. I wore a lot of cardigans in like, what, 8th and ninth grade? I mean, ninth grade isn't middle school, but yeah. Yeah, that My peak like cardigan days of... dropped off in like 10th grade. Yeah, when you were still heavily under the influence of your older brother. Well, past and future guest Brendan Sabo, yeah. <laughs> who is known to sport many a cardigan. Oh yeah, although he doesn't really wear cardigans much anymore either. And that no, but is. but when I first met Brendan, he was like the cardigan king. Yeah, yeah, that whole gang was. I mean, Joe Landis used to wear cardigans all the time. Potential uh, future guest Joe Landis. Oh yeah, I forgot about him wanting to come on. I know. Uh, we were in talks, and then everything happened. Um, (laughs) so well yeah i don't know that's that's kind of where i want to end things for the episode that works Um, for me you got anything uh to promote mr sabo aside from your already promoted podcast uh no nothing other than that um just saying for the for the good of the order uh it's 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 a bit more serious it's not like a super lighthearted thing but it's only like 15 minutes um it's it's mildly more existential but if you want to listen to me talk about fear and denial and uh psychological coping mechanisms and stuff like that as all under the guise of being about music in a tv show (laughs) yeah yeah well yeah yeah pretty much Go, go listen to the Andrew Sable, or not, nope, don't, don't go listen to the Andrew Sable podcast. That is not what you're looking for if you want that. Um, no, but that is a good place Scrub to soundtrack. listen. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, that's, uh. You don't got anything to promote? No. So yeah, not, not promoting anything this week, um, which is, you know, some, someday, maybe. I'll someday. Have, I'll have something, something new to bring up. But, uh, but for now, um, we're gonna leave and we will be back next week to talk about episode 328, Hard Losses. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliations with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Fan. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadfamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Moving Targets was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick.
Hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Shock Pod.